G'day and welcome back to Trash Talk. I'm here again with Mark Worthington and Corey Homicide Williams. Now, I don't think there's been an NBL round to sum up just what the NBL is and how this competition works more than the round we just took place in. All four top teams drop in the game. Now, I don't think that that's happened before in the league, and I'd be surprised if it ever happens in... Can you imagine the AFL, the entire top eight, losing in a single round? <laughs> that's just not happening. And if, it, and if it does, the media is completely blown up over it. Both Melbourne, Perth, which Perth, well, they've been dropping them left, right, and center the whole time. Brisbane and Melbourne. Now, that's just absolutely insane. What, what, and what Adelaide. Did, and Adelaide. What did you take from this round, Corey? I mean, I couldn't take anything. Like, I left... Look, this ain't a cupcake league. It just goes to show you that if you don't show up and ready to play, you will lose. That's just what I saw from the round. What the fuck? That's all I got to say. I mean, it started with Cam beating Brisbane by 29 points. Like, I've been commentating every single Cairns game. And, like... Corey had to commentate one Cairns game in Adelaide, and he called me afterwards and was like, how the fuck do you do this? <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they, they are terrible. Painful. And I'm like, mate, I, I understand. I have to do it every week. But it finally clicked for him. I think Brisbane came in. They were telling me that they weren't complacent, but I think part of their mind was already on the Melbourne game that they had on the Gold Coast, which was yesterday. And they paid the price because Cairns came out on fire, knocked down shots, Devin Hall looked good, they got their confidence, the crowd was behind them. It was a fun game to watch. Now, if it was any other team in the league that won by 29 points, we'd say that's a bullshit game. But because it was the Titans, man, it was exciting in there. I loved it. And every other game that followed afterwards, Illawarra beating Sydney, Brisbane beating Melbourne, uh, New Zealand getting the job done against Adelaide and Perth. It's just been a fun round, and hopefully, hopefully tonight, but I doubt it, the Titans might be able to knock off Sydney this afternoon. Well, here's what I took from it. One, there is no way in hell you're supposed to lose to a team that lost 14 straight games by 30 points. Let's be real. You went in, and it's, it's really messed up that you took this team for granted and you got your ass bust showing it. You got your ass bust because of it. If I was the owner of that team, I would find everybody. I couldn't be an owner of a team. <laughs> Can I throw in an interesting stat on that one? The 30 Can points? The Cairns Taipans now have the highest winning margin percentage in the league. <laughs> Unbelievable. So when they win, they fucking win. Unbelievable. Well, the, the big thing that come out of this is Brisbane's one of those teams fighting for that fourth spot. It's bad enough to drop one versus the Taipans, but you've dropped two? Like, a loss against the Taipans is essentially a two-game loss for you. That's, that's four games that they should have won, essentially. And you talk about Brisbane because, with two games that they should have won there, and they've also hmm. lost on three buzzer beaters throughout the year. This team could easily be on top of the ladder. It shows you, like Corey would say, it's not a cupcake league. But it shows you how close, and the game is down to possessions now. It really is, because we've seen so many games come down to the wire. A single possession can change the game. And for Brisbane, I mean, we can, we've can we seen their best side. Obviously, they've got the wood over Melbourne United, the same as Melbourne United has the wood over Sydney, the same as Sydney's got the wood over Brisbane. 
like it is a merry-go-round. Perth dances somewhere in between and does its thing here and there, but Perth would be fourth at the moment for me. Brisbane have a chance, but those two losses. The interesting one is New Zealand out of all of this. And I said to someone the other day, before the round started, that everyone in the league was still in it, including New Zealand, because they have the roster to go on a six-game winning streak. And we got a glimpse of what they're capable of this weekend when they beat Adelaide and Perth. Tell me when I can go. You can go, man. Sean Long, if he is not in foul trouble, is the best center in this league. I've seen... What did he have against DJ, who's one of the best centers in the league? What did he have? 28 and 18. Four Mm -hmm. blocks and the W. He busts DJ ass. DJ was a non-factor. Because of the numbers he put up, they got the W. He and Ty Wesley. True or false? Uh, Definitely true for that. All right, cool. Moving forward, we saw him play against Angus Brandt. They had the worst travel schedule. Okay, Perth was already there. They came in not even 48 hours later. What he put up against Angus Brandt, what he put up? 33 and 6, got a W. You telling me if that man is not in foul trouble, what if he's doing this the rest of the league, the rest of the season? Who's the best center in the league? Andrew Berger. Oh my fucking god. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If he finishes the league with numbers like that, he's not the best center in the league? Yeah, but that's like saying the Cairns Taipans win every other game by 29 points and they're the best team in the league. Why would he not be the best center? If he finishes the league with these same (laughs) numbers, with 10 games left, how is he not the best center in the league? That's all I'm asking. If. if. I'm just saying if. What would you say then? You still going to say Bogut? Get the fuck out of here. You can never still say bogey. The man is averaging 30, 27, 27. Bogey can't get buckets like that. Bogey cannot get buckets like that. Here's what I'm going to say. Who they playing next? After tomorrow, after today's game, who does Sydney Kings play next? New Bogut. Zealand Breakers. Okay? Now, here's what I'm going to say. He's Andrew Bogut been busting Sean Long's ass the two times they met. That is a fact. And New Zealand did not win. Another fact. But right now, Sean Long is in superior form. I want to see that matchup next weekend. Then we're going to see. We're going to have this conversation again. We are. And I'll just remind you to say if. (laughs) I just said if. I just said if. He did the week before have five points and four rebounds. I'm with you. I'm Uh, with you. Here's here's more Hassan Whiteside. With incredible upside, but the fact is, like, if he can stay out of foul trouble, which he can't. Which he can't. If, if he can, yes, he's the second best center in this league. Okay. By far. Okay. But at the moment, because we go on what have you done for me lately, Bogut is still the best center in the league. Nah, 100%. Bogut's been doing it from start to, to, to current. Without a doubt, is he's the MVP of the league, and it's his yeah. MVP to lose. He's defensive player of the year. He got that locked, 100%. I'm just saying, if this guy was to play, the shit I saw this weekend, we can't talk about that like that's regular. We ain't seen yeah. that all weekend. 
We ain't seen that all season. Back to back against legitimate top four teams. Have we seen that? Like it was the best single handed performance of the week that we've seen this year. Now, I'll give you that. Now let's talk now about let's this. Talk about- the best duo performance. Hold up. Let's just to, not forget about Ty Wesley. Just to jump on this Sean Long, Andrew Bogart argument. <laughs> Sean Long is averaging 14 and 9. Andrew Bogart averaging 11 and 12. So there isn't a huge amount of difference in the statistics there. So maybe we do need to give Sean Long a little more credit if he does finish the year out like this. Maybe there is. Mate, and we, if New Zealand make a decent run. He's the second best. We're, we're giving him credit. It's right, not right, like... Right. You're the second best behind it. Right. No, but I wrote it better. I wrote it completely off. I thought there was no comparison between the two. But when you do look at the numbers on the page, I think Andrew Bogart comes with an aura around him where you sort of view him as sort of the goat of the NBL, which rightly so. Like, the guy's absolutely killing it and is my pick for the MVP. But Sean Long, with the performances this weekend, I don't know. I think, I think I'm giving you a bit more. I shut you down pretty quick there, Corey. You shut me down quick. I'm <laughs> telling you guys, like, recons- <laughs> if there is a way – Listen, the first, the best thing that happened was their coach went to a zone. This kid is, he hasn't been able to adjust with the referees on a consistent basis to stay out of foul trouble. No Sean NBA Long. dude, no dude that's played in right. the NBA for a bit seems to be able to adjust. And that's something that the NBL needs to look at. If we want these guys coming over, don't just bust them for fouls every second possession. Yeah, I understand that. But on the other side, as a pro, you got to adjust. You know what I mean? So it's up to him. And if he's failing to adjust quick enough on a consistent basis defensively you got to go to another scheme and the best thing the coach did was sit in the zone you sit him in the zone he's finishing the first half with zero fouls which allows him to be super aggressive that's the game changer right there and with ty wesley doing what he's doing come on man grown man is back grown man business is back rent paid rent paid child support due (laughs) kids kids gotta eat Ty and he's Wesley, looking like it. Ty Wesley's got about Can I, six kids. So. <laughs> he's got a be- a beautiful, beautiful family, you know give me that, but he's got a lot of kids. Listen, they got to eat, and they cost. <laughs> Clothes, nappies, formula, to, they cost. Oh, no, he's taking them on holidays and everything like that. I don't know what he, he's it getting his costs, money. He's yes. getting his money. <laughs> hey, just out of curiosity, do you guys know what New Zealand has left in their schedule? No, I don't. Uh, the, I'm sure you do. The next, the next 11 games. Five of them against Illawarra and Cairns. Oh man, you know what? They that they can actually put themselves in a great situation to make this run for the four, the fourth spot. Because when you think about it, everybody that's in the fourth spot, they don't want it. They lose the next game. Think about it. And the first spot on top spot. Everybody who touches it, they go and they just lose. Yeah. In five games, you, New Zealand, New Zealand have a great chance to make the fourth field. Everyone had ridden them up after last weekend in Adelaide. They come out and they get the two wins, and they were two massive wins. They massive. needed to win those two. They've done that now. Obviously, they've got a huge matchup with the Kings next week. Huge. But you've got five games that they need to show up. Those five games handle their business, do their thing against Kansas and Illawarra. They're putting themselves in a great position to finish in the top four now. I think us as a pod, if we had five games against Illawarra and Cairns back to back to back to back to back, I think us as a fucking podcast unit of three people could potentially get a win out of one of those five games. <laughs> anyway, do you you jumped onto something earlier talking about the best duos in the league. So you got your main ones, you got Jerome Randall, Andrew Bogut for the Sydney Kings, Ty Wesley, Sean Long, 
You got any other than those, were though, that you're putting into that category of elite duos? Well, well you would have said prior to this season that Casper Ware and Chris Goulding, but Chris Goulding hasn't really done his thing this year, whether it be injury or whatever. He just hasn't found his groove yet. And, I mean, they're a loaded team. They've got so much potential. Um, and then Bryce Cotton's sort of been just floating solo. You could argue that Tariqa White could be the other half because he's still eighth in the league in scoring. And people went oh, off. Oh, goodness. And people went off at him not being able to do it. I mean, when you compare him to second imports in the league, he'd been, he's the most, he's the best second import in the league by a mile at the moment. So I don't think there is any other better than oh. Randall and Bogut and Long and Wesley. I don't think anyone else stacks up to that at the moment outside of those two. Tell me when I can go. I love you that you can guys, always go whenever you want. I love that you guys are playing nice like that. Okay, look. Please don't ever mention that guy's name ever again. <laughs> please don't ever mention that guy's name again. Okay, I'm going to tell you the difference between elite and just not, not good. Elite shows up in the fourth quarter. You cannot go as an import five games straight and have z- zero donut. You cannot mention his name. They losing because of him. We he, second best import, blah, blah, blah. Get that shit out of here. He ain't show up in the fourth quarter yet. How many games they, they won since they leave, since they lost to the Sydney Kings at, at home? How many games have the Perth Wildcats lost on the road? Uh, Every game. Uh, Every game. Uh, we don't count Kansas. Kansas is an easy win. I don't care what happened to, to Brisbane. They are easy victory. You know it. Felix know it. Oh, I know it. They in trouble. It is. I, I'm done making fun of them because it ain't even fun no more making fun of them. I'm done putting up ships. I'm done acting like I'm fishing, looking for a third import. It is a serious problem up there, and I'll tell you even more. Ain't no way. I know Gleason enough to know this. It ain't his call to not get a third import because if it's up to him, they'd be a third import. I guarantee you it's management. No way. The ship is sinking. We all see it. How do you not go get help? Bryce Cotton can't do it by himself. Tariqa White don't show up in the fourth. Mitch, K, Mitch Norton and K, that shit is getting played out. It ain't getting done. You need a third import. The ship is sinking. They ain't going to be nobody. That's why you don't have an easy schedule early in the year. Because it gives you false confidence like you're really better than what you are. And you ain't. Because when you come against the real teams, what happened? You get your ass bust. Period. We ain't mentioning per. I ain't talking about them no more. I'm done. I'm done. Tell me when I can go. You can go. I'm done. I just said that he wasn't part of the best duo in the league. These people, he just went man. Over these people, yeah, these people work me up. <laughs> these people because work me up. Said, oh, my God. I just uh. said that there's no one that touches Jerome Randall, Bogut, Wesley, Long. I said they're, they're in a league of their own. Right? That's what I said. I agree with you with all that. However, his numbers are still good in this league. Beyond good. If you're if you're in the top ten of scoring, you're still getting your numbers. Would I like to see him do better in the fourth? Yes, I would. 
I would. But they go to Bryce Cotton every time to bail him out. Why do they, they do that? Third input. Why do they, they do that? Third input. Why do they go to him to bail him out? Because this, well, 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 yo, I can't keep. Oh, man. <laughs> Felix. Okay. Okay. This dude has zero points in five games. Why are you going to go to him? Why am I going to a man who does not deliver in the fourth? I'm not going to him because I know what he's going to give me. Nothing. Nothing. What I'm passing you the ball for, and I know what you're going to do with it. I'm going to keep it. I'm Bro, trying to win games. I'm ble- they're bleeding the games. Ball. They're bleeding games. I, I'm agreeing with you. Shut the fuck up, bud, and get the <laughs> All right, I you got it. You. you got it. You got it. <laughs> First default in the fourth quarter is to go to Cotton. Everything is run for Cotton in the fourth, right? The only way you get points as a Wildcat in the fourth quarter, if your name isn't Bryce Cotton, is you go get an offensive rebound. That's the only way you get points in the fourth if your name is not Bryce Cotton, right? Right. When the games that Bryce Cotton and Tariq So White are together, he gets two shots in the fourth quarter. Two. All right? Make excuses for him. He needs to knock his shots down when they come to him, right? So I don't excuse him. But there are other people, and I agree with you, management are fucking up big time with the Wildcats. They needed to make this change a while ago. And the reason they ain't making a change, in my opinion, is they don't want to get rid of the older guys at the end of the bench that have been there for a long time. Because you can't get rid of Reese Vague right now because he's one of the guys that is actually showing up and playing for the Perth Wildcats. So now you're talking about your Wagstaff, your Highs, your Jervis. One of those guys has to go to bring in a new import. And that's the reason why they're not going to do it because they're faithful to the locals. If it was an import that wasn't performing, they would have cut him already. If they had a third import, they would have cut him and brought in a new import. But because they've only got spots for two imports, they're not making that decision, in my opinion. I agree with it. Yeah. I agree with it. And I think we missed out on one of the main uh, duos in that one, and that is Corey and the Arbury afloat down there in the city. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw you in there. Oh, I might throw that one in there as well. That might, be, that, might, that might just be a whole four thing there. But anyway, very, very nice I'm, place. Uh, I'm wor- Worthington nice and place. the mahogany. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no I'm, I'm still eating at Hungry Jack's while Corey's out here dining at Nobu. So, so let's keep this thing rolling. So the top four. Now, we pretty much know that it's going to be Sydney, Melbourne, Perth in that top three. They're your elite three teams. Perth, you never know. You never know the way that thing's going. There could be some changes there, which I doubt it. That fourth yeah, spot yeah, is yeah, still up for grabs. They're the only two guaranteed at the moment. They're the only two guaranteed, I agree. So let's, well, let's mainly focus on the fourth spot. Because we have briefly touched on it, but you've got Adelaide, New Zealand, Brisbane, who are your main three contenders. What do you Give, give me some thoughts on how you think that one's going to unfold. Honestly, I don't know. Um, they all stressed me out this past round, so um, it's just open. This spot is so open. Yeah. They all stressed me out. I had every team. I had Brisbane because what, what I saw them do against United a couple weeks ago, back-to-back convincing wins, I was sold on them. Then they lose, and then Adelaide comes and makes an, uh, an amazing run. And I said, okay, Adelaide's looking good. I think Adelaide will get it. And I had I had written off New Zealand a long time ago, and I went with them to get the fourth spot. But now – you know, I gave up on them, but the, this past weekend, what I saw, like I'm like, there's no way New Zealand won't get in if the, so. I don't know who's going to get the fourth spot. 
Well, I will take any opportunity to use one of my favourite words, but that race for the fourth spot is a total clusterfuck. <laughs> An total. absolute clusterfuck. <laughs> You've got, it'd be easy to predict. It's like this round, it's safe you threw together a multi on sports bet. You ch- oh, you know, I'll be safe with this one. I'll take the top four teams to get a win. Bang, you lose every single leg. Like, that's the type of league we're dealing with here. Were they? What, what are your thoughts? First off, I don't think fourth spot will be locked down until the final round of the season. Like, yeah. I think it will come down to the last week and things, the way things go. If Perth don't make an import change, they will miss, in my opinion. I think I'm going to go with Brisbane and New Zealand to get third and fourth. If that was the case, I mean, obviously, heads will roll in Perth, which will start with Trevor Gleeson. But, like like you said, it is a clusterfuck there. It's going to go down to the last round. We are a hot take league. That's what happens. What have you done for me lately? A week ago, New Zealand couldn't do anything. They had two good games. All of a sudden, we're talking about them. Now we look at their schedule that they can make finals. Brisbane lose to Cairns, get the job done versus Melbourne. Perth lose again. Adelaide shit the bed and lose to New Zealand. Like, it's mind-boggling and it's hard to predict at the moment. But I'm going to go with Brisbane, New Zealand, just to throw myself out there and first to miss out at the moment. Does Melbourne have anything to worry about? Currently sitting 0-3 against the Brisbane Bullets. If, say, Melbourne finished second, Brisbane finished third... That's a worry there. People have been writing it on as Melbourne and Sydney grand final the whole time and no one would have thrown Brisbane into the ring for the championship. We can talk about them, and I'm not saying championship, but I'm saying they can make a grand final series if they match up against Melbourne in the first round. Definitely, because, you know, that's when it gets really interesting and fun around here because it's all about matchups, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how teams jockey, you know, down down a stretch of game of the season – some teams lose a couple of games because they want to match up with certain with other teams. So New Zealand did it last season. So we'll see how we go. But you can you can never write off the champions. You know when it's it's like Golden State Warriors in the NBA. I don't care how bad they're playing and how bad they're looking. When it's time for playoffs, you know they turn to another another beast. So you can't write off Melbourne United yet. And I'm not saying anybody is, but you know. They need to get it together. The last team they want to see is the Brisbane Bullets. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. They match up against the Bullets. Bullets going to the grand final. Bullets have their number. That's it. I'm so selfish when I watch these games as well because all I'm thinking about is because, of course, I'll be traveling, commentating on the uh, grand final series, and I just don't want to make that four-hour fucking flight to Perth. <laughs> that's the only, I'm watching these games thinking, oh, how nice I, would just Brisbane and Sydney be? Just jumping look, between those two. Let me tell you. Do me a, don't even worry about that because they're <laughs> not going to the grand finals. <laughs> Trust me. They might not make playoffs with the run that they're oh, on at yeah. the moment. you got to remember the Brisbane Bullets have the most experienced games played out of any team in the league right now. They do have Mick of Akona, who he... Obviously knows how to win championships. That's that's what he's done in his career. Uh, Cameron Glidden has gone to the finals but hasn't won a grand final. And then there's Lamar Patterson, who obviously we know he's just a class player. So Brisbane, to me, is still the unknown because Mika Vakona isn't going to win you necessarily a grand final. He'll definitely help you. But he needs the other players, the Cadiz, the Hodgsons, all that. We don't know what they're capable of in a final series. And then New Zealand, obviously they've got Ty Wesley, who's won a couple now and knows how to win. But that group is, and, and Tom Abercrombie, I should say, 
But besides that, we don't know about that group. So Brisbane, New Zealand, they're the unknown. Adelaide, they're definitely the unknown because they're young. They're, they they don't, besides Sobey and DJ, they don't really have a roster. So I think Melbourne and Sydney are definite to make it. Uh, Brisbane, Brisbane, New Zealand, Adelaide are just unknowns for me at the moment. Well, I think that's enough NBL talk. I agree with what you're saying there, Worth. I definitely think that the unknowns, and it doesn't matter how many games you've played, when it comes to finals, it's a whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. If Corey had a little bit more help, help and tell, it would be a different story. <laughs> I knew you was going to go there. Oh, uh, you could feel it coming. <laughs> now, jumping into Stand just... to the croc. <laughs> <laughs> jumping onto just a little bit of NBA talk, and there's not too much going on right now. LeBron's injured, so I have no interest in watching any games. <laughs> if you had to start a franchise right now, it's the age-old question. It comes up every year at some point. Who are you starting with? You're starting a franchise today, and you've got to pick a player, and let's just say, for the sake of the argument, let's chuck them, they're in their prime, or they're, they're on day one. They've just been drafted. So you're getting them on day one. I'm going with LeBron James. LeBron? Were they? I want to hear why LeBron. You can't, you can't pick yourself either, were they? <laughs> I'm a franchise player. <laughs> um, I, I, oh, this one's a tough one for me. Like, if it was on day one, obviously you'd pick LeBron. But I yeah, might well, be inclined just to just to pick Giannis at the moment. Well, because well. you never know. Gian- Giannis but, could have a better – like, you just don't know. Get him on a good roster. Of, he's a bit of an unknown at the moment. Yeah, like, Gian- Giannis, I think, will develop a shot over time. Like, you can start to see that he's starting to shoot a th- few more three-pointers and all that, uh, feeling comfortable. But, like, the length. Like, have, have you seen him play live, Corey? Have no, you seen I, no I haven't. Like, oh, my God. Like, I went and watched him last year when he played against the Clippers at Staples. Right. Uh, and I got to see uh, Delhi after the game. And the guy is legit seven foot. That's like, he is, he, the way that he moves and his skill set for his size is Unbelievable! Like his arms are lot, like super long, as we know. He's got massive hands. Like this guy does things on the basketball court that we haven't seen before. His euro step to dunks, all that sort of stuff. The way that he attacks people in transition, he he to me is a better player in transition than what LeBron James is or ever was. Just for his ability to get on the rim and throw it down on someone is incredible. So. I think for me, if I'm starting a franchise right now, I'm putting all my eggs in the basket of Giannis and the Kumpo. But, I mean, there's so many great players. You couldn't go wrong with LeBron. You can't go wrong with James Harden. You know, the list is sort of endless. That's all for choice. Well, it looks like we're those drooling from the mouth right now just describing the physical aspects of Giannis <laughs> Akintumpo. <laughs> We've established your man crush. Now, if I had to choose, I'm taking Darko Milicic. He never got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a coach that'll really care for him, and I'll, I'll care for him. Like, he's a kickboxer now. Let's talk about toughness. I'm taking Darko. Now that's Mate, what we got. Can I tell you a dark, can I tell you Darko story? Real Give quick? us a quick one. All right. So Darko was playing for the Serbian national team, and we're in uh, Italy at a tournament. So Serbia, Italy, Australia, and I think Austria for some weird reason, and. Um, 
we went out to the club, and Darko Milicic had already started his kickboxing career, I believe, because he was kicking and punching the shit out of everyone in the club that night. <laughs> like, he, he was going around just punching people. And I was just like, this dude's on another level. I wonder why he never made it in the NBA. Well, like, yeah, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't take him. He sounds like a bit of a head case. Which you kind of yeah, a co- you kind no. of a coach and a player both being a head case in this one. Now that's all we got time for basketball wise. I'm going to start ending these podcasts with just a little bit of punting advice, and I'm going to give you a little tip here. When you get two teams in basketball, now basketball betting is a pretty popular one, but the one thing that people forget about is they look at the you know you, when you're betting the overs on a total score, you look at how many points are averaging. There's one stat that constantly gets left out of it, and it always and I'm not saying it always does, but it most likely hits the overs. When the two teams face off, and it only happens a few times a year, so you've got to save your money up for it, but it only happens a few times a year when the two teams with the highest field goal attempts face off against each other, usually a great bet is going to be to take the overs on that one. So I'm going to start chucking in a couple of little couple of little tips on those ones at the end of these podcasts. But that's all we got time for today. Thank you, Mark Worthington and Corey Homicide-Williams. Follow these guys on Twitter if you want to disagree with them. There's nothing that Corey likes more than a bit of disagreement on Twitter. That's all we got time for. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, gamble responsibly.